With more screen usage and indoor time, myopia, also known as nearsightedness, is increasing and getting worse in children. Now, certified eye doctors can prescribe MySight one day, the first and only FDA-approved soft contact lens to slow myopia progression in age-appropriate children. Visit coopervision.com to find a Brilliant Futures certified eye doctor near you. Do your patients know what presbyopia is? There are people who are afraid of the press. Have you talked to your patients about multifocal contact lenses? I've heard the bifocal, but not right, multifocal. Exactly. Do you need help with your multifocal strategy? Learn more at the conclusion of this episode. Your eyes and your vision are under attack, damaging blue light from the sun. Your phone, your computer, your tablet, even light bulbs and car headlights is constantly bombarding you. The good news is our eyes actually already have a line of defense to counter the effects of blue light. This defense is made up of three pigments called carotenoids. MacuHealth with Micromycel, the only supplement with the exclusive patent on all three macular carotenoids and Micromycel technology. Hello and welcome to the Open Your Eyes podcast. I'm Dr. Kerry Gill, the host of the documentary, Open Your Eyes. If you're new here and you like our interviews, press like, subscribe, share, and hit the bell to get notifications of great new interviews. Also, please leave comments. Great news, you can now watch our full-length documentary, Open Your Eyes, on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube movies and shows. A social media influencer is someone who has established credibility in a specific industry and has access to a huge audience. Today's guest, Rhode Island-based social media influencer, optometrist Dr. Maria Sampalis. Dr. Sampalis funded Corporate Optometry on Facebook, which has over 30,000 members. Her social media network reaches over 60,000 eye care professionals. Maria has received numerous awards, including the 2020 World Council of Optometry Eye Care Hero Award. Maria, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Kerry. It's a pleasure to be here today. So let me ask you, why did you start Corporate Optometry? Yeah, so Corporate Optometry started about six years ago. And um, when I when I was at a sublease, small sublease, there wasn't any resources. There's no con- no one really to um, reach out to. And, um, you know, I, I talked to doctors in my network, but everyone's kind of like on their, on their own little island. And, um, you know, I came up with the idea and it, it was nice to kind of connect with doctors from different brands and um, even from your own brand uh, throughout the country to get ideas and practice management advice um, and just to see what's going on within the brand sometimes where uh, we don't get a lot of information. Um, so it's grown um, and it's a tremendous growth in the last six years. And it's a great way to connect people uh, throughout the industry. So are you a technology person? I was not a technology person at all, at all. And um, even some things now, I don't know how to, sometimes I don't even know how to do it. My husband does it, he's an engineer. But um, over the years, I've, I've learned how to leverage um, social media, learn the things, learn how to build websites um, and things like that. So it's a, it's a still a learn in progress, um, but it's, um, I am not a technology, I can say, but um it, you can always learn. It's, it's easy to learn. There's a lot of resources out there and a lot of people to help you if you want to do it. So a lot of doctors use Facebook to help build their offices, their practice. What are some of the in and outs, the tricks of Facebook? 
Yeah, so I think Facebook algorithm always changes over the years and just staying up to date with it. But a lot of it kind of is uh, intertwined. There's a lot of things. So they all work together. Instagram, Facebook, uh, Google, websites, they all work together. So it's kind of sending links to each other back and forth to share. So the way that I found it was you create great content on a website. You can reshare it on your Facebook. Uh, people click on that to get to your website. And then people that are searching you on Google with SEO can go back to Facebook. And that's how it's kind of grown over the years um, with that tactic of, you know, different platforms attracts different. Just getting back to, you know, what your main purpose is. So if it's doctors trying to grow their Facebook, you still need a website. You still need to promote content out there so patients can find you with keywords and SEO. Um, but then you'll have some patients on Facebook looking. So then it's also doing that and finding, you know, AdWords on Google to grow it, but also uh, advertising on, on Facebook as well to help grow um, their network as well. With my network, it was more of a Facebook group. Uh, word of mouth got out. Um, doctors were network, um, introducing it to other doctors. Even now, um, people hear about it all over the world and, and join. Um, and people invite their friends too to, to the conversation. And I think it's engaging conversations is, is how it really grew. So what are some of the tricks off, on Facebook to get your Facebook uh, posts to be noticed, to be, get your Facebook to be successful? Yeah, so Facebook wants interaction. They want likes, they want that. So if, initially, if you're just starting off, you try to want to get all your patients to like your page, to rate your page on Facebook and Google. People think they just need Google um, you know, reviews. You also need Facebook reviews too, to kind of help with that. And you need to do the different things. So, you know, sometimes you need to promote your page, pay that, you know, for that, for Facebook to recognize it. Um, you know, have to have the keywords. You have to think like, um, like a patient would, just what they wanna, what they wanna find. Um, whether it's optometrist, eye doctor, kind of think of that, um, you know, glasses and um, interaction, you know, create content that um, will get a lot of notice, a lot of likes. Um, and, you know, get every, every patient to like your page, whether it's just, you know, giving them an extra pair of trials, a contact to say, give us a like on Facebook or, or a cloth or something like that. Um, those have been ways that um, they can grow their channel. So what are some of the no-nos on Facebook that you have to watch out for? Yeah, I mean, you want to have positive, right? You don't want to do negative things, but you want to have like um, conversation starters and things like that. Right now, blue light's a big issue, right? So a lot of conversation uh, and even myopia management is a hot new topic. So you want to have those good conversations, but you don't want to have anything negative to kind of, you know, inhibit um, growth on your channel or um, not get the patient that you want. You want to make sure that your brand is, is secure and, and what you want. And Facebook owns Instagram, is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, they so own how Instagram. They, how do they work they together? Play. Yeah, they work together. So, I mean, there's going to be a certain demographic that's going to go on Facebook, the older demographic, and a lot of the young uh, people are on Facebook, on Instagram right now. Um, I, I can see it now with um, optometry students. They're more interactive on Instagram than they are on Facebook. And I, you know, I stepped on you before when you were speaking. So they own Instagram. Do they own anything else, Facebook? Um, they own WhatsApp app is what I know. Um, and now they're kind of expanding to the metaverse. And what is that? What does the metaverse mean? Metaverse, um, I guess it just expanded different things. I'm not really familiar, to be honest. So. 
So what are some of the most common posts that people put on uh, corporate optometry? Yeah, so everyone will ask about practice management advice, um, how to start a sublease, sometimes how to um, you know, deal with conflict um, with uh, optical staff or um, contract negotiations or hiring a doctor. There's a lot of different things and there's some clinical stuff as well. Well, they'll ask advice um, with, within the network to get that. Um, but a lot of it is kind of like, you know, are you experiencing this issue? Um, how do I deal with it? How do I handle it? Who do I contact? A lot, sometimes doctors feel like they don't have a lot of support um, or they don't know who to contact. Um, so that has been something where um, the network has been very valuable to doctors to be able to um, get information quickly and advice um, to help them. And what have been some of your favorite posts? Yeah, I mean, I like the funny posts, all right? The, the, the you know, lighthearted stuff. Um, uh, information out, uh, breaking news industry stuff. That's always important. I like to stay up to date to see what's going on. Um, but every person's different. Some are, are in there for the clinical stuff. Some are there for the practice management. Some just like to chit chat and joke around. Um, but you know, for me, it's it's been great to kind of just see who comments on what, and it's the same people all the time. Whether it's something you know hilarious or practice management, everyone reaches out um, for what their comfort zone is. Um, so I just like to see people network and talk and, um, you know, be able to, you know, have a voice uh, within the industry with this platform. Any specific post that stands out? You know, over the years, um, there's been, you know, doctors saying how they made a difference within patients' lives. That's been a huge thing. And um, just talking to doctors all over the world and how optometry is so different and how we can all collaborate together and work together. Um, you know, I, I think over the years, there's been, you know, big issues um, with certain situations in the industry where doctors were opposed to some things, and they kind of came together to um, petition some things that they didn't like, um, and it works, it worked very well with the network, because um, we're stronger with numbers, and then even with COVID was a big, um, big help to the community of doctors just to ask questions, things like that, when there's so many unknowns um, about COVID so doctors could have that support system um, within, within the network. And, and I'm pretty proud to say that we kind of helped doctors um, during that time and um, provided resources and kind of helped everybody get back to work and have that positive outlook on our industry when everything looks so bad. How many countries are you in now? So um, from Google Analytics that I see, um, we're mostly um, where big optometry is, right? So United States, Canada, um, Europe, Australia, uh, India, uh, those are the big ones um, because that's where optometry is big. So the focus is uh, finding optometrists throughout the world. Um, and really right now, the big, you know, uh, we have a lot of doctors in the United States there has been an explosion right now in Canada because of the expansion with Specsavers and Bailey Nelson and um, Oscar Wiley in that in that area as well. So doctors are uh, peaking interest and they're coming to the group to get some information on those corporations. And what kind of questions are, from different parts of the world are, are different interests the different doctor the doctors have? So from say Europe and Australia compared to the United States, what are, what are the different types of things that they're, they, they seem to be interested? How are, yeah, I mean, how are so, they different? Yeah, scope of practice is a big question. I mean, I think it's good 
to educate each other on that. Um, a lot of these corporations um, are overseas. Um, and some of them, you know, to make decisions here in the US, um, they kind of make decisions globally. Uh, so I think it's good to understand um, what their point of view is of optometry in Europe versus Australia um, and, and how optometry, whether it's employed or um, self-employed in those locations, sublease or franchise, whatever the model is, I think is good to understand. Um, so doctors um, will talk about that and, and then they'll talk about you know, the corporations and themselves as well, um, whether it's pros or cons. And, and I think the group is good to kind of get that information out there to be truthful, authentic uh, conversations where doctors can get real advice, honest advice from other doctors, colleagues that they trust um, on whether one corporation might be better suited for them than another. I've seen that on your, uh, on your Facebook that a lot of times people, they're starting a new practice and they will ask, what do I need to start a new practice? Uh, what kind of tips have been put on that Facebook that you could relay to the new doctor starting out? Yeah, so that, these conversations come up over and over again. And, and originally I told doctors, hey, just, you know, ha I've been hashtagging like business startup, something like that. And then over the years, it's, it's grown, right? So, so, and it's been the same conversation. So I said to myself, you know, it's hard to kind of just search for the threads and get to, so I put uh, a website together called Corporate Optometry, which was practice management resources, and doctors can just go there and download resources on how to start a business. So whether it's, you know, credentialing 101, um, starting an LLC versus an S-Corp, uh, what they need to get started. A lot of these subleases are turnkey anyways, um, but just basic stuff to get them started so they feel comfortable. Um, when they feel like it's just a, when, the, when you first start, it's, it's a lot on your plate. Um, but even so, we have a lot of doctors that will provide their insight on that too. And, um, and that's been very helpful to kind of get an answer within, you know, five, six minutes, then trying to reach out to someone and make it a conversation, um, you know, set up a call. Um, so that's been helpful. But I get doctors that also private message me and we've talked on the phone um, to kind of help guide them on, on, you know, what advice I had on their situation. Um, and that's been a great honor for these doctors to trust me, um, for them to make a decision on their career. And it, it's, it's such an honor to, and humbling that these doctors trust me. Do your patients know what presbyopia is? There are people who are afraid of the press. Have you talked to your patients about multifocal contact lenses? I've heard the bifocal, but not right, multifocal. Exactly. Do you need help with your multifocal strategy? Learn more at the conclusion of this episode. MacuHealth, your science-born and tested solutions for visual performance, macular degeneration, and dry eye syndrome. New products coming soon. Embrace the science. How do you see the office of the future? Where do you think optometry is going? And how do you think the office is going to change? Yeah, so optometry is changing, it's evolving. You know, uh, there's, there's some positive outlooks and there are just obviously some negative outlooks. And I always think back to saying to the doctors, you know, when order refractors came out, doctors said that, um, you know, it's going to be the end of optometry and we've evolved. It makes the exam efficient, right? And then they said LASIK and contact lenses is going to be the end of glasses and it just evolved, it grew. Um, I think optometry is going to change. I think um, the population's growing. We're going to have a lot of older patients that need care. Uh, I think it's going to be more medical model focused. Um, 
And then I think with the, see the change of scope in different states, I mean, it, it, it is going to be, we're going to be the primary care. A lot of ophthalmologists are not doing primary care anymore. They're just focused on surgery. And I think we're going to have a, a great place in the industry or in the healthcare system to be able to help patients, um, whether it's routine care or medical care, we have a place. And I really don't feel that, you know, telemedicine or something like that is going to replace a doctor. I think it's going to be in addition to your practice. Um, and as you help see how more efficient you can be in your practice and help more patients. Um, telemedicine will, will be there in the future. AI will be there in the future. I think we just need to figure out how we can use it in our practice, whether it's contact lens follow-ups, consultations with patients, one-on-one, or just being more efficient um, in the eye exam. And and I think we're gonna start seeing a lot of patients um, with glaucoma and and diagnosing much things sooner as a lot of doctors start to have more OCTs in their practice and more medical equipment in their practice as well. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, The eye is way too complicated to just be able to do it on a screen, like a Zoom call like we're doing now. I mean. As an eye doctor, as an optometrist, you have to be a dermatologist, a neurologist, a vascular specialist. Uh, you, you have to be an expert in autoimmune disease. So it's it's very, very complicated. So, you, you know, if it was something that was so very simple, yes, but optometry, the eye, the eye is very complex. And in our film, Open Your Eyes, we, we take a deep dive into the complexity of the eye and how the eye is so important in, in diagnosing not only eye disease, but systemic disease and a nutritional, and a nutritional approach. And I, w- I want to ask you, in your Facebook, do you have any subsets where you have like sections for just this, sections of people want to buy something, anything like that? So within the net, when the Facebook group started, um, started like a job website. So uh, there was a lot of career placement questions. So there'd be like a job placement website, which also gets pushed out through Google search engines as well. Um, And then resources on it, on resume building, contracts, things like that. Um, The corporate optometry website has a marketplace as well to sell equipment, used equipment, if doctors choose to find that. Did start the Corporate OD Alliance to have vendor discounts and education for doctors. And then, you know, just educational things within the pages to, to get information out there where, where there wasn't before, like corporate optometry consulting and, and careers, which again is, is resume and things like that. Cause I'll talk to a lot of younger students or young docs with a look at a contract and some of them signed 15 mile radiuses. And I said, hey, you can negotiate this. I mean, that's, that's kind of high, you know and, and doctors don't know cause they're not getting this information there. And, 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 and found that there was interest all over the world. So the pages that, that kind of worked together with the group, Canada, Europe, things like that, I thought it was interesting for doctors to get information out there to, so they're educated on what is going on. You know, I, you know doctors will, will talk about contact lens sales and things like that and how 1-800, um, what they do to the industry and, and, and just say, hey, look, look, look in, um, in, in Europe, you know, some, some the contact lenses are being sold in vending machines. Um, you know, so these are things that I think education is important. I think that um, doctors, you know, if they're educated on it, they're more of, you know, wanna help and work with the AOA to promote the profession. Um, Cause I think that's super important for the future of our industry. 
you've been a big advocate for the profession. Uh, what can the optometrist that's watching this do to also help advocate for our profession? Yeah, there's a lot of things optometrists can do. Um, first of all, joining the AOA is, is, is a good way to get involved, get educated on governance and, and, and networking and, 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 and seeing what leadership programs are all about. And you can start at your state level. If you're a part-time optometrist, some doctors might not be able to afford. Whatever the case is, you can always donate money to PACT, small amount if you can, or you can just volunteer your time, right? I mean, there's also great ways just in your community to promote the profession and educate um, you know, your patients first in your exam chair and in your community about what we do. Um, and some, unfortunately, some patients just see us as just you know, selling glasses. Just, they just come in when they need an eye exam for glasses. Um, and I think each doctor, if we did it within our community to educate the public about what we do and the importance of eye health, it's important. I mean, you're doing a lot um, with your film and that's gotten out there, it's huge. There's other doctors out there. As a, uh, Dr. Joe Allen has a uh, YouTube channel. He educates the public about what we do and, and, and things. And I think that's important because a lot of some companies that are anti-optometry will promote some things that are not, um, that are false information. And I think that's important that we kind of get a lot of information out there. We have a voice within our own Facebook channels to or pages to, to do that. And sometimes it's just, you know, coming to work, maybe like 20 minutes early, just doing a five minute speech on cataracts or whatever, and promoting it on your Facebook page to get that information out there or glaucoma and things like that. So I think that's important. And we all have a patient database too, right? So just educating our patients on, you know, why a yearly eye exam is important and why it's more than just an eyeglass prescription. So you run an office, you do the corporate optometry. Do you have any help, or are you a, like a a one woman show here? Well, it started. It, it was a one woman show, yeah. So now we have. Um, I have a pretty good office manager, so there's a lot of things that I can kind of bounce off her, and she can do. But this has been a one person show. Um, it's been a passion of mine to kind of grow and do it, and I never really thought it grow to this much. But uh, it's been um, a great ride, and and and. Uh, very proud of what it's grown and what it's become over the years uh, in the industry. Um, because at, at first, you know, the term corporate was not well looked on in the industry and now it's really changed, right? And, you know, we have, speaking at schools on this topic, schools are doing lectures, panels on it. Um, you know, magazines, uh, well-known magazines in the industry have sections on this now. Um, you know, AOA, presenting at AOA on this in June. Um, and SECO next week. This is, this is a lot of great information out there and it's, it's good to get the doctors um, educated on it. So they feel comfortable with when they sign a sublease or they know what they're getting into. And um, I think that's important. Um, I think, um, you know, we need to have more uh, leaders in the industry that work within the setting that before might not have, have, have had a place um, and now we're seeing more doctors um, on speaker panels and, and things like that, um, and having a you know a voice at the table um, that work at this setting because some of the issues that come about in optometry come and sometimes in this setting too. So having that uh, voice is important. Well, I want to thank Dr. Maria Sampalos for joining me today. If somebody wants to join corporate optometry, how could they do that? 
all they got to do is click join on Facebook or uh, they can just connect with me on LinkedIn and I'm happy to connect with them and, and help, um, help them with their career. And if they want to find out more about you, how can they do that as well? Uh, LinkedIn, they can, LinkedIn is a good way to connect um, is, and just search on Google too. I mean, or you, you can email me msampolis at hotmail.com. Happy to chat um, and happy to give you some of my own advice and how, you know, roadblocks and how to uh, help you grow your career because we're here together to help the industry as if we lift each other up. Well, thank you, Marie. You're a great, uh, you're a great advocate for our profession. You're a great influencer. And I want to thank you for joining me today on Open Your Eyes. Your eyes and your vision are under attack, damaging blue light from the sun. Your phone, your computer, your tablet, even light bulbs and car headlights is constantly bombarding you. The good news is our eyes actually already have a line of defense to counter the effects of blue light. This defense is made up of three pigments called carotenoids. MacuHealth with Micromicel, the only supplement with the exclusive patent on all three macular carotenoids and Micromicel technology. Fitting multifocal contact lenses presents a big opportunity to meet patient needs while growing your practice. Alcon is your partner, not only with our innovative portfolio, but through e-learning. Learn to enhance your multifocal strategy today with the Alcon Experience Academy. OIE Broadcasting is the emerging leader in social media. We use scientific entertainment to drive more patients into your office. Visit OIEBroadcasting.com and sign up today. Each generation was supposed to be healthier than the last one. Lifespan was supposed to be increasing. We were supposed to be in this paradise by now. Instead of getting healthier and healthier, it seems to have gone the opposite way. Millennials were projected to be the first generation in history to not outlive the generation before them. We are certainly headed for disaster. I think a lot of people are beginning to question the whole story. We live in a time where the paradigms are shifting. And the optometrist, in my opinion, is one of the best kept secrets. The public doesn't realize about going to the eye doctor. So many different diseases actually manifest in the eye. The back of the eye is the only place in the body that you could actually see the blood vessels. Completely non-invasively, you can screen thousands of people, not just for their eye health, but for their whole body health. Because this disease is here, it's also going to be here. And I can look into the back of my eyeball, and there are expert doctors on the ground who are looking at my eyeball while I'm doing it. The eye is the canary of the mind. The eye is the kingdom. Will everyone please open their Since I bought Safe For You, my dad makes me clean his boat. It's natural y es un buen producto. Every time I go back to school, my mom always makes sure that I have my Safe For You products. I bring extra and my roommates certainly don't mind. It's a good thing I had Safe For You to clean up after this little guy. When my hands get dry, I like to wash them with Safe For You.
And most importantly, the reason why I buy Safe for You is because it's safe for me and you.